When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Cleveland Browniacs, a show where two moderately intelligent guys attempt to make sense of the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browniacs podcast is a part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here are your hosts, Elliot Kennel and Joel Cade. All right, welcome to another edition of The Cleveland Browniacs. And in case you haven't heard the exciting, exciting news, I'm excited and jacked and pumped to tell all this, that the Cleveland Browns fans have once again voted in the Elf to be on the 50-yard line on the field for the next football season. We're not going to see that stupid, stupid, stupid dog. We're going to get to see the Elf in all the Elf's glory. So there's the good news for today. And... uh I'm pretty jacked about that. Other than that, uh, we got some roster stuff to talk about. In particular, we're going to talk about what's happened since the initial 50-man roster, 53-man roster, and how that's changed and anything wrapping around it. So, Elliot, I'm going to give you the first shot here at the, the what's going on with the Browns roster. Well, okay. You know, I've let off about three shows in a row about why I'm mad at Cade York, and I'm going to do it again. Cade York, according to our sources, was offered a position on the Browns practice squad, and he turned it down. He's now on the Tennessee Titans practice squad. I don't think it's going to help to run away from your problems. He had problems in Cleveland. They are not going to be solved by going to Tennessee. Uh, I think it's a trash move. I think he should have taken the position with with Cleveland. I think he could have been the emergency kicker. You know, on the uh, practice squad, you're allowed to be elevated for three games without 
costing the team a roster spot. I think he could have been the emergency desperation kicker. If the Browns needed a 60-yard field goal to win the game, they could have put him in and given him a shot at it. And who knows, he could have possibly won a game or two and redeemed himself. He'll never get that chance. He needs to just really uh, understand his craft and learn how to kick balls through goalposts. Uh, this is not a good move for him. Running away from his problems is not going to help them. Well, I will say this, Elliot, you know, it, the guy who's going to go out and post crap about himself on, on Instagram at halftime is probably paying attention to, to Brown's Twitter and knows how much people are mad at him on Brown's Twitter. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe a, maybe a change of scenery is good for him. Clear his head, no. start over. He needs to learn to not care about Brown's Twitter. He should not care about what I say about him or what you say about him. He needs to learn to care about kicking footballs through goalposts. See, if we didn't, if we didn't completely agree on this like we do, because I'm normally the one sitting saying, dude just needs to shut up, put his head down, and kick footballs, because that's what kickers need to do. Shut up, put your head down, and kick footballs. But I'm also going to say this, like, I don't know, man. Dude is like a kicker. I mean, I guess that's all I can say. He's, he's just he's a kicker. He's a wild card. He, his head's not right. Most kickers' heads aren't right. That's why they're kickers. I mean, who's, who grows up and says, I'm going to be a kicker one day? Oh, yeah, please, uh, you know, do something else. <laughs> Mama, <laughs> don't let your sons grow up to be kickers. Spoken Anything like a true man. I, I love I love to hear it. I, oh, I, you know, I hate kickers. I mean, I, I've been going off on this for years, how much I hate kickers, you know, get a job kicker. But anyway, anyway, I do want to okay. also talk about speaking of kickers because the Browns did sign a kicker to the practice squad. A guy, I can't yeah, think of his true. full name. I can't even pronounce his whole name to that's be good. honest with you. Um, I'm fucking even pronounce it. Lucas Havrasik. They signed yes. this guy to the practice squad, I think, from the Colts. Now, you can look this guy up on YouTube. I went looking for this guy. Apparently, at, at like 16, he could kick a 65-yard field goal in practice. That's good. In so, practice. Yeah, in practice. That's, that's the type of pressure that kickers need to learn how to deal with. I think there so, should anyway, be a kicker so, in the practice I, squad at all times. There should I be think you should in summer camp at all times. You know, this was a bad mistake to try to coddle your kicker and shield him from pressure. That was dumb. So I'm. I'm, also, I'm let me let me go back to Haversick for a second. Mm. He can make he can kick the ball really far, but you put him with inside like a thirty yard field goal, thirty five. He can't make the field goal, which is why the Colts cut him. So it's like the Browns have replaced the future Justin Tucker with the next future Justin Tucker, neither of which can make a field goal. But, hey, we've got a big guy with a leg. And I want to jump on this point you just said, and I want to get off these kickers because I hate kickers. Yeah. I want to point out, I think you've made a great point. The Browns have come back for the last four years under Stefanski. And what have they preached? Competition. The more you can do. Being prepared in every situation. Everyone's going to compete for their job. Nobody's going to be handed their job. Then they went out and handed Cade Handed York the job. job. And they didn't give him competition. They didn't make him earn the position. They just said, okay, here you go. We're going to do it. And then he goes off and has this epic collapse, apparently. According to uh, the tweet I saw here. Let me find, find the tweet again. 
my god this was crazy it was um uh, i just had his name on my mind um there it is jake trotter tweet out by jake trotter that's that reports that Cade york was in practice last week kicking field goals on an opposite field and for about an hour and for a half an hour straight didn't make a single field goal that's just lining up putting the ball on a little contraption thing and can't make a field goal something wrong with this dude's head besides the fact that he's a kicker something wrong with him up here he needs to figure some crap out maybe he's yeah. going to tennessee because he can go meet a woo girl i i <laughs> i'm speechless we he wants to go party yeah, something is wrong with that fellow. <laughs> I want to talk about something party. else. I'm, I'm very concerned about the Browns organizationally. You know, that's kind of the way that I think. I'm really not an X's and O's guys, let's face it. But I'm very concerned, you know, that nobody selected a single Browns player on waivers. You know, that indicates to me that the Browns do not have the deep organization that Browns fans think that they have. Nobody wanted a single Brown from... Uh, number 54 onward nobody selected a cleveland brown on waivers as far as we know at least not at this was point Felton claimed uh, no i think he was assigned uh, to the practice squad though okay so he wasn't the claimed. Cincinnati Bengals signed him to the practice squad let's let's check that Demetric felton Bengals. let's see what pops up Yes, he's being signed to the practice squad. Now, it's not to say that they're, you know, completely shunning them. They do make it to practice squad, so that's a good thing. Uh, I don't know why he didn't want to sign with the Browns practice squad. Maybe we weren't interested in him. I think that they probably should have signed him to the practice squad. Um, We'll see what happens here with, uh, we'll see what happens here with um, A.J. Green the second, see if he gets claimed. Yes, A.J. Green was also cut. Now, he made the 53-player right. so roster initially. Yeah, we'll find out was, tomorrow if somebody picks him up or not. He was cut because the Kansas City Chiefs waived uh, Kalef Hylasi, and the Browns claimed him, a cornerback, mm-hmm. and uh, A.J. Green was uh, cut, or I should say waived, in order to make room for Hylasi. I'm interested in on these numbers on high lossy here because I wonder the Browns have been trying to get bigger and longer at, uh, at corner. You know, I guess he's six, 195 pounds. You know, they're trying to get taller and longer at corner. Mm-hmm. Like basically they're just trying to do the opposite of Denzel Ward. They, they no longer mm-hmm. want to be Denzel Ward. They want to be MJ Emerson. They want to be this high lossy guy. They want to be the big, long fast corners which is interesting. well you know aj green was a very uh how shall i say very good player he had a very very highly skilled player i should say but he mm-hmm. did not have blinding speed to play cornerback so i understood why there was a, a reluctance to keep him on the roster mm-hmm. so it made sense to me that he might uh, be vulnerable. Hey, I got a question for you, man. Yeah. Are you a fan of an NFL team? 
Oh, yes, of course. Would you love to attend your favorite NFL team's week one game? I would love to. Fact, well, you're any NFL in luck. Game. You're in luck. I because am. Because the Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice up to $5,000. The rules to enter are extremely mm. simple. Just go to contest.fansfirstsports.com. And fill out the appropriate information. So that's contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill in the appropriate information. That's it. Once you've done that, you're ready to go. You're registered to win those four free t- free tickets to any team of your choice, week one. And then you got your shot. But you got to get it in before September 4th or you're screwed. So get to that website, get yourself registered, get yourself some tickets. Okay, great. And now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Excellent. Let's do it. Yeah, I want to say about Hylassi, you know, I I simply don't have the scouting skills to evaluate him, but I can say that the measurables are good. You know, he came from Western Kentucky. He has a 40-yard dash time of 4.53 seconds. What the heck? We'll have to assume that the Browns did their scouting and that he has a shot to become a good defensive yeah, back. This is a not 2014. I wanted, say, I wanted to say something else <laughs> about the Chiefs. That, uh, you know, I talked about the Chiefs running back situation where I thought that they had five NFL running backs. Two that I mentioned that I thought that the Browns should be interested in were uh, Daenerys Prince. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And also LaMichael P. Ryan, uh, who's the brother of uh, Samaji P. Ryan, who was formerly of the Bengals and was always a pain in the neck for the Browns. Both of those guys were waived by Kansas City, and neither one was claimed by the Browns. And I thought, you know what? There's room for another running back on the Browns, and maybe they should have been claimed. Uh, They're both on the practice squad for Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City also waived, by the way, Danny Shelton, the former number one draft pick of the Browns at defensive tackle. Uh, Back when the Browns weren't scouting players. Well, okay. They they had sort of a weird (laughs) idea about who they wanted to draft in the first round that year. That is true. I will Uh, say this about Danny Shelton. I'll say this about Danny Shelton. He has stuck around. I mean, he's had an average NFL career. All right. That should have landed him at least a good six, seven million dollars. You know, he's been here longer than five years. So in the end, is that really such a bad draft pick? He's been a serviceable player. Oh, yeah. No, he should have been drafted in like the second or third round and it would be totally appropriate. But, yeah, drafting a defensive tackle in the first round is kind of weird to begin with. But uh, he, he was a guy that was one of the slowest players in the NFL. And I yeah. think it was kind of a stretch to draft him where he was drafted. But yeah, nowadays all the Browns are all the, nowadays all the Browns are doing are picking up people with speed. The running back they just picked up, the corner they just got off waivers, they're all running in the four fives. Yeah. They're, they're well, that's, speed. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some really if the guy is an amazing athlete, then draft him. But if he's running, you know, like I think he was like a five six or five seven. Oh yeah. 40 yard dash. He was just amazingly slow. I think that's when uh, the former Colts GM come out and said, like, nobody's ever succeeded in the NFL that's run this slow. 
I yeah. Thought, I guess that's the Browns for you right there. Yeah, no, it was kind of amazing. <laughs> hey, Ali, we're up on a break. So uh, after we come back to break, we'll talk more about people that the Browns have picked up and put on the practice squad. I'll actually read down the people who are on the practice squad so everybody can get an idea of what's going on. We'll go over the transactions, and then we'll have more commentary. All right, so hang on after the break. Find out who made the Browns practice squad. Hang on. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Hey, just wanted to go over real quick. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns post-cut period uh, roster we, where, in which we saw the Browns place Alex Wright and who am I missing? The linebacker. What's his name? You know how to say it, Elliot. I don't. Uh, Jordan Kanashik. Kanashik. Put him on IR. Put them both on IR. And in their spots... They brought up Michael Dunn, and they re-signed Maurice Hurst. So the Maurice Hurst and Michael Dunn are now on the roster. And for those mm-hmm. of you who listen to what the elf was that, and I'm like, why in the world do we not have five defensive tackles if it's a position of concern? Now we have five defensive tackles. Um, so people who are making it on the Browns practice squad. So actually, you're talking about the uh, Chiefs picking up or draw up the, the Browns claiming Khalif Hylesi, is that as you say his name? Hylesi. Yeah. To do that, the Browns have had to release AJ Green. So they waived AJ Green, AJ Green the third, not to be you know confused with the wide receiver, but he's out there on waivers right now for a team to pick up. Um, Also to the practice squad, the Browns have signed cornerback Lorenzo Burns, wide receiver Jalen Darden. Guard Michael Dunn, who we just mentioned, was just elevated from the practice squad, which means there's a practice squad spot open, by the way. Running back Hassan Hall, defensive tackle Tristan Hill, defensive end Sam Kamara, safety Tanner McAllister, tight end Zaire Mitchell Payton, defensive end Lonnie Phelps, linebacker Charlie Thomas III, defensive end Isaiah Thomas. They got three defensive ends, four defensive ends. Uh, wide receiver Austin Watkins to the practice squad. They also 
signed to the practice squad. Lucas Havrasek, we've been talking about already. Yeah. Um, tackle really tackle Alex Leatherwood, which is an interesting because this guy was a first round pick. First round and draft. Yeah. Quarterback PJ Walker. That rounds out the practice squad as of right now. But as we mentioned, there is still a spot open on the practice squad. So we could see more action in that way. Um, want to talk about um, Alex Leatherwood. Leatherwood was picked up in the first round by the Raiders. And when the Raiders picked him, that's when you're all just shaking your head like, why are you drafting this guy at this point? He was like the fifth or sixth tackle in the draft. And they took him in like really high, you know? So I think if you just have the proper expectations for Leatherwood, which would be, okay, probably should have been a mid-round pick, be a serviceable player in the NFL. And if you get that out of him, you would be in a good position, right? That's, I think, what you got to think mm-hmm. about with Leather Leatherwood. And if the Browns can, you know, well, all we hear about is Bill Callahan and his magic, um, we'll see. But if Bill Callahan can work something out of Leatherwood, that I think that would be a good signing. But you got to get him up to par. I mean, you've got James Hudson on the on the roster, <laughs> okay? And I think Alex Leatherwood today is better than James Hudson. So. If you can get Leatherwood up to speed in the playbook, Hudson may not be on the team much longer. And and mm-hmm. I promise you, he's not getting picked up on waivers. What did we say is a good thing for young players? What was that magic word? Competition. Competition. Oh, yes. competition. Not, not coddling. Not no, we're not. Coddling. We're, we're not going to go down the Cade York Road. We're going to oh, actually give them okay. competition. Give them competition. Okay. Actually, do what we preach and, and and make people actually compete for their jobs. Hmm. Hey, okay. Hey, I, can I bring up something else that's completely off the wall? You can bring up anything you want. All right. I want to bring up Q Blue Kelly. He was a fifth round cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens. He got caught. There goes my dog. Okay. Hi, dog. Yeah, that's exactly the way I feel, too. Why didn't the Browns claim him on waivers? Uh, Fifth-round pick for the Baltimore Ravens sounds like a pretty good endorsement. Why didn't we pick him up? Now, do we really have people on our team that are better than fifth-round draft picks from the Baltimore Ravens? That's my question. Uh, He wound up getting claimed by the 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 Seattle uh, Seahawks, and it seems to me that since we were uh, further uh, higher in the claim priority, we would have had him if we'd have put in a claim for him. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I like Cube Kelly. Why didn't we claim him? I don't know. Maybe we don't like Blue's Clues. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, the Browns uh, like this uh, Hylassi. Uh, better than Kelly, but uh, do we really actually have uh, prospects that are better than those two rookies? Is, is it, uh, this guy's six foot, one hundred ninety three pounds. He's twenty two, maybe a little old for the Browns. Yeah, Kelly is also, a, I believe, a four five, uh, forty yard dash guy. Maybe they only had room for one DB pedigree. Pardon. Maybe they only had room for one DB and they liked the high lassie better. Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think that would be kind of uh, 
unusual that they would scout a guy that's on, you know, Kansas City's, you know, buried on his the depth chart versus uh, Kelly that they would have scouted very heavily in his college, uh, uh, you know, playing. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't hard to scout Hylesi. I mean, like he's playing in front of you <laughs> week three. Well, okay. So maybe they maybe they liked him especially for that reason. When you got him yeah, on I, tape, I wanted, I wanted the I wanted the Browns to take one of the two Kansas City running backs that played and did very well against the Browns, by the way. And then I I think that they should have uh, considered taking Kubu Kelly. Uh, the I think it's hard to imagine, especially because. You know, the hope was at the time that they were going to get him through waivers and stash him on the Baltimore practice squad. So why would we let them do that? I think we should have intercepted him. As it turned out, Seattle nabbed him right away and prevented that anyhow. But we Seattle, who also that. likes, who also likes long, fast corners. Yeah. Well, you know the prototypic player for cold weather natural turf football is a physical corner rather than a speedy guy that changes directions on artificial turf um you know so yeah somebody that's kind of big physical like like uh, let's let's talk pj walker for a second let's talk pj walker for a second let's talk about quarterbacks i like having four quarterbacks so just so you can have a really great Workout during the week with an extra arm doesn't doesn't this um, just make three or does this make four with Kellen Mond? Did Kellen Mond come back? Hey, Kellen Mond, I believe, is also on the practice squad, is he not? I don't see him on the practice squad. I think PJ Walker's it. I think PJ Walker's it. Whoa, really? Kellen Mond is not on the practice squad. I don't see his name on the list for people in the practice squad. So it's PJ Walker. I'm not. I'm not too sad about the PJ Walker. I mean, there are times when he started for the Panthers that he actually looked pretty good. PJ Walker uh, came out of Temple and was running that, you know, basically read option offense out of Temple. Um, so I mean, I'm sure he's familiar with the whole read option system and the setup, and he's a quick guy. Um, he's five eleven, but uh, you know, well, he's yeah, he's he could, been he, an he could NFL pretty good fit in the Browns. He could be a pretty good fit in the Browns system. He does the same things everybody else does. He runs the read option, runs plays with multiple options, has got a lot of familiarity with it, and he can run. And I think that's what the oh, Browns no, are looking for. Right. I think you're right. He is not the fourth string quarterback. He is the third string quarterback. Kellen Mond was not signed to the practice squad. Holy smokes. That is that is just too nuts. Kellen Mond did not look like good that. in preseason. He did not look good in preseason. Not I'm great, not surprised. I'm not surprised. I, on the other hand, though, I I like the idea of having a guy that's been in the system for two years. He has an advantage over somebody that's trying to learn the offense on the fly. Um, well, I so, think the Browns are doing something completely different this year than they were doing last few years. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that, that outside zone, and we haven't seen it in the preseason. So – 
I would think the guy who has the most experience in this system is actually Dorian Thompson Robinson because <laughs> they've ran that same stuff at UCLA. So I think he's got the most experience in the system, but I think PJ Walker's a good fit. I think he does exactly what what Watt, what Watson and uh, you, you could argue Thompson that, Robinson yeah. does. You could argue that PJ Walker is more like Deshaun Watson than Kellen Mond, who I think is more of a pocket passer uh, quarterback but i also would say that i thought that uh his role was going to be the consummate i hate to use this word this word but game manager who was going to hand the ball off and not throw the ball very often if it came down to that if he's in the lineup he's not going to be throwing the ball all over the ball yard he's just going to hey elliot i got a secret for you man yeah. Any NFL quarterback can hand off the ball. Yeah, well, that's what his role was going to be as the I mean third at that point you're completely replaceable. Anybody can hand mm-hmm. off the football. Hell, I could learn how to hand off the football. Just take the snap, learn the steps, and hand the football off. You know, yeah. You get someone well, with Walker, he's he got he brings other things like offense. Not everybody can play quarterback in the NFL. No, I didn't say that. I said any quarterback can pat hand off the football. Okay, I didn't say play quarterback more than that in the NFL. That's what I, that is exactly my point, Elliot. Like, but Kellen Mond, Matt, you're Mond saying would... that Kellen Mond is going to be the guy that's going to sit back and hand off the football. What I'm saying is, any quarterback in the NFL can sit there and hand off yeah, the football. But I mean, the what you try to do with the third string quarterback is minimize his passing responsibilities because he's really actually not that good. And I think you would do the same thing. Um, in, in this case, your your third string quarterback is not going to be throwing bolts of lightning like Deshaun Watson. There's not he's not going to be the same right. guy. That's why he's the third string quarterback. Yeah, I'll, I will they, say this about be, they're going to be running the ball much more often than they throw the ball if you're playing the third string guy, and that's which, why which is why you want to get a guy that can run a read option offense that can be a running threat. If you bring in a third string quarterback who is not a specific running threat, you become a one dimensional offense. You can be a multi-dimensional offense. If you have a quarterback that can run, just look at the Ravens and their stupid, stupid offense that they've run for all those years that had the virtue of being like countercultural to the NFL. And that's why it worked because there are some teams that only saw it mm-hmm. once every eight years and some teams saw it once every four years. So, you know, mm-hmm. you run this kind of countercultural yeah, offense. What, what happened? They had the their third string quarterback that was a running quarterback, and how well did it work for them? The Ravens. Mm-hmm. They had a guy make the Pro Bowl. They had Tyler Huntley make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that, that's their, their backup quarterback, quarterback. Their backup before. quarterback made the Pro Bowl. But their third string quarterback, how well did that work? Who cares? He He's a third string quarterback. Through. Well, there you go. Third string Who cares? quarterback. Maybe they should have had somebody that was a little more conservative. Heck, put Cade York out there as a third string quarterback. Okay, well, now you're raving. <laughs> <laughs> Let him get hit three or four times. Yeah, you deserve to be hit three or four times. You want to put <laughs> Cade York in at quarterback. Now you're raving. I'm not going to take this seriously. Good grief, Cade <laughs> All right, you got anything else, Elliot, before we wrap up? 
No, I think we've just about covered it. I guess I'm, I'm disappointed in the Browns as an organization because they did not demonstrate strength. None of their players were picked up by other organizations uh, on waivers. I think it was a disappointing performance organization-wide. Um, I'm I disappointed once again in Cade York. I'm glad that the Browns signed a kicker. Um, I uh, question a little bit the strategy that they used to wind up with a third quarterback. Uh, we're going to have to think about that some more. And uh, well, think about this: if the Browns bringing PJ Walker demonstrates the Browns want to win now, Bailey Zappi, they're not. They're not. They're not Bailey looking Zappi to and put him on the regular fifty-three man roster. They're Couldn't they're just not looking to develop a guy on the practice squad this year. Their developmental guy is Dorian Thompson Robinson, who apparently is coming along pretty well that he can be the backup. So the third guy is going to be a veteran that can keep your offense afloat if he has to come in. His goal is going to be to, you know, run the offense. PJ Walker can run the offense. You don't have to become one dimensional Mm -hmm. once you put PJ Walker in. If you throw a rookie in there or somebody who doesn't play ever, that's what you're going to be. And anybody can be that quarterback at that point. I can, like I said, I can get under center and snap the ball and hand the ball off. I can do that. Oh, sure. I promise you, it's all a matter of learning in the steps. You got to like take the snap, pivot a certain way, run three or four steps, hand the ball off. You can't ask me to like throw the ball, but I can hand the ball off. I can be one dimensional as a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, you do sound a little bit like Cade York. I can be one dimensional. <laughs> I can be a one dimensional kicker, wide right. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a threat. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, that wraps up our show. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Appreciate you being along for the ride. Next week, we will give us a preview of week one, and we will be talking the Cincinnati Bungles. Okay. Thank and you for listening. New acquisition. Please like and follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go Browns!